Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Positive Proof Podcast. I'm your host, Parmas Najmi, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one on self-improvement, mindset, and wellness, go ahead and hit that follow button to join the family. I have missed you guys so, so much since the previous episode, and it honestly feels so good to be sitting down again and recording. It is yet again another Tuesday evening as I'm recording this podcast. This time, however, it is light out because of daylight savings, which I am so thankful for. It's honestly such a mood booster knowing there's still daylight even when the workday is over, so I for sure cannot complain. I have myself a cardamom tea with a cinnamon stick and a pinch of saffron inside. It's seriously the best combination of flavors. I remember first hearing about this combination from a doctor who claimed it was an antidepressant drink because of the saffron. So I highly recommend you try it. Before we get into today's episode, though, I do need to give a quick disclaimer and trigger warning that we will be talking about eating disorders, weight loss, diet culture, and related topics. So if this is a triggering topic of discussion for you, now is the time to exit this episode. I am also in no way, shape, or form an expert, dietitian, therapist, or professional on this matter. I will be giving advice that is strictly based on my own experience and everyone's experience can be different. So this advice may or may not work for you, but of course may shed some light on another person's struggles, aka me, that might be similar to you, a friend or a family member. And I hope it can help even just one of you to Take the next step towards breaking free from an eating disorder because I do know the desperation of wanting to break free, but not knowing how or where to start. So let's get into it. I miss the days where I didn't know what an eating disorder was and what it entailed. I miss the days where I was ignorant enough that I thought the solution to people's struggles with food was to just not eat as much or to not eat as little to just do what was obvious. I miss the days where I didn't know how many calories were in a specific food. I miss the days where I didn't know what macros were. Those were moments where I truly believe that ignorance was a bliss. But those days came to an end beginning of 2019 where it all began for me. And although I have reached a point of being completely at peace with food and developing an amazing relationship with food now, a lot of that information that I once acquired, that can't be undone. All I can do is heal. I cannot erase the information that led to my obsessive behaviors over dieting and weight loss. But let's just define what an eating disorder is for a minute. For those who don't know, it is a pretty complex mental health condition that affects a person's relationship with food and their body. The range of severity can vary from person to person, but it can be extremely life-threatening if untreated and ignored. So it is very serious. Now, Eating disorders can be extremely challenging to overcome, but I'm here to assure you that recovery is 100% possible. I struggled with my poor mindset towards food and disordered eating habits for about a year, and I have now reached a point again where I eat anything and everything I want, 
of course, in moderation and with the intention to feel good at the end of the day. But I exercise for my mental health and not how I look. I go out with friends to eat out at every opportunity I get. I drink as many lattes as I want. I have dessert. I have carbs. I do it all and I never feel guilty. I may experience food comas here and there, but who doesn't after an all-you-can-eat sushi, am I right? My point is, I have a very balanced and healthy outlook on my diet and exercise now. And if I ever deal with weight fluctuations, I don't beat myself up over it. And chances are, it's just because I'm either busier with work or it's the winter season. The best way to describe my current situation is that I feel free. And it's the best feeling ever after having been consumed and trapped in my own head for the one year I was struggling with disordered eating and poor body image. Now a little bit more on my story. I was never diagnosed with an official eating disorder because I did catch it early, but I dealt with severe disordered eating for a few months before I was finally able to find the strength to seek help. And all I can say is that it was by far my darkest days. And when I think back to how much pain I was in and how much I was struggling, I wish I could honestly just look at my younger self and give her a big hug and tell her it is really not worth it. And the thing is, when someone is dealing with an eating disorder, they know that it's not worth it, that all of what they're doing is wrong but they do it anyway because their mindset is so messed up that even if they wanted to, they wouldn't be able to just close the door on disordered eating and with a snap of a finger, just become less obsessive over it all. There was, however, one difference between me and someone who ends up struggling for years and years without any progress. I wanted things to change so freaking bad. I wanted out. I wanted out of the massive storm of thoughts that would cloud my head all day. I wanted out of the identity issues I was having. I wanted out of the body dysmorphia I was dealing with. I wanted out of the severe dieting. I just wanted to be at peace. I wanted to go back in time to when I was heavier, but again, was at peace because there was nothing that I wanted more to feel that again. Unfortunately, though, when you've reached a point where your mindset has become so rotten, you kind of lose control over it. It becomes way easier said than done because it takes daily practice, it takes a support system, and it takes a lot of strength to start shifting that. It's not impossible, but it's sure as heck very difficult. That's why you see so many people going on medication or That's why you see so many people going on medication or checking into rehab because it's not doable completely on your own. And I'm honestly so thankful that I was again able to catch it early enough where I did not have to resort to medication or rehab. And I guess I can start off by telling you guys how I even fell into the rabbit hole that I was in with dieting and exercise. I remember growing up, I always wanted to be slimmer than I was, and I was never overweight or anything, but I just wanted to be slimmer. 
This desire for me got stronger and stronger throughout the years until I got to a point where I was fed up with not being confident in my body and I wanted to see some real changes. This was also at a time where I felt super vulnerable since I had just gotten out of a relationship and was also dealing with the struggles of a breakup. So I began to exercise a little longer than usual, which is fine, but I also started to track my food and this is where everything took a turn. I started to become too obsessed with the numbers and I mean so obsessed to the point where I was weighing my lettuce. I was doing macro calculations on my way to school. I was skipping out on dinners so that I don't eat outside my calorie limit. My head was just so polluted with these numbers and how strict I needed to be with them in order to see results that I felt drained all the time. I started to deal with disassociation. I started to feel like no one in the world understands me. I started to think everyone was watching me and judging me. And it might sound bizarre if you've never dealt with disordered eating, but it's true. And also side note, I call it disordered eating because a lot of people aren't formally diagnosed with the disorder, but engage in habits that fall under the category. Now, these obsessive behaviors led my mindset down such a dark path that I was en route to developing depression and OCD. Now, before we get into how I pulled myself out of this dark path that I was on, let's take a step back from my story and talk about why some people are more likely to develop eating disorders than others and just in general how they develop in the first place. Developing an eating disorder can stem from a variety of different things. There is no one cause of eating disorders, and they are often the result of a combination of genetic, biological, psychological, and environmental factors. And that could look anything like childhood trauma, diet culture, stressful life events. For example, for as long as I can remember, my family has been very health conscious And from a young age, I knew that unhealthy foods were bad and healthy foods were good. And if anyone's ever learned anything while in recovery, you'll know that this act of labeling foods good or bad can only worsen your mindset and relationship with food. And another environmental factor for me that could have made me more likely to fall down the path that I did was that certain people around me were all about diet culture and unhealthy eating habits. So I was exposed to it before I engaged in those habits myself. And as for the stressful events, I mentioned earlier, I was going through a breakup. And so all this combined it led to my downfall. Now I do blame myself and take full responsibility for getting to where I was. But if I'm being completely honest, I also blame diet culture. There are way too many companies, way too many services that profit off of promoting unrealistic diets or anything related. And you know, I get it, capitalism, blah, blah, blah. But at what point does one interfere and say, okay, well, these businesses or this industry as a whole is doing more harm than good. Because I remember looking at the stats and they were very high in terms of how many people struggle with disordered eating. 
So it's definitely concerning. You know, I don't want to say to blame the world and externalize your problems, but a lot of it does have to do with external factors. Regardless though, it is your responsibility at the end of the day to seek help and choose recovery. No matter who and what led you to your current situation, you are the only one that can choose to get yourself out. And I say choose because you can't get yourself out on your own. So you have to choose to seek professional help. You have to choose to talk to your family and friends about it. You have to choose to change your ways. Now, some signs to look out for if you're struggling, but you're not sure if it's considered disordered eating are restricting your food intake as a way of feeling in control, constantly thinking about food, counting calories, feeling guilty whenever you eat something unhealthy, excessive exercise, and much, much more that you can look into with just a simple Google search of disordered eating symptoms. If you find yourself dealing with any of these, ask yourself if it's a point of concern. Ask yourself how severe it is. Ask yourself if others would find it concerning. I know that I was in denial for quite a while until I was so mentally drained all the time that I realized, okay, this is becoming an issue. I need to look into this. And I'm a very self-aware person. So at this point, I was three months in before I decided to reach out for help. Recovery was a struggle. It really, really was. And of course, during the time I was struggling, I was on the hunt for anything and anyone that could help me out of the rut that I was in. I scoured the internet and bookstores for anything that could help. And I did end up finding a few books and stories written by others who have struggled as well, but nothing that changed my life, nothing that really did anything effective for me. But I am about to share with you one simple thing that changed the entire course of my recovery and mindset shift. The number one thing that helped me completely say goodbye to my disordered eating was letting go of the desire to be in control, the desire to lose weight or the desire to maintain whatever body weight I was at. This meant accepting that I will be eating more calories there on out. This meant accepting that I was going to gain weight. This meant accepting that I will be eating unhealthy for a few months until I can get rid of months of deprivation. You just need to accept that you need to stop your quest to keep up with a certain body image. It is as simple as that. So what does that mean? It means deleting the calorie counter off your phone. It means throwing away the scale you would use, both for your food and your body. It means buying your favorite foods that you'd restrict yourself on. It means throwing away all and any diet foods. Because this will be your new life until your mindset shifts back into a more positive state. Once you have fully recovered, you can then worry about becoming healthier and such. For now, your main goal is recovery and that often entails having an unhealthier lifestyle to heal your mindset towards food before anything. If you truly want to recover, you have to make that your number one priority. And if that means gaining weight as a result, temporarily, so be it. 
it only really took, I'd say, about a year before I was able to introduce healthy habits back into my routine without obviously letting it get to an obsessive point. But I remember I ended up gaining about 10 pounds in my recovery process, which is quite mild. But I started to love my body so much more that I was unable to notice that I was 10 pounds heavier. To me, that was my new normal. And the crazy part is, once I was fully recovered, I was able to lose the weight I always wanted to without even trying. I guess I was so focused on my health and nourishment that I was able to shed the weight without even thinking about it or even wanting to shed that weight. I felt a lot less puffy and bloated and just overall much more stable and healthy. I do have to say that one of my biggest helpers throughout this entire process was my family and boyfriend. They were able to remind me every single day that I'm perfect the way I am and that eating unhealthy foods is part of life's simple pleasures. I remember my boyfriend would literally feed me anything and everything and tell me every day he loves watching me eat. So that being said, having a support system can be of great help. And if the people around you are unable to be a strong support system for you, there's actually a lot of support groups online and forums that you can join that can also be a great support system for you. Moving on to some of the changes that I made I know for me, I had to substitute the macro tracking and food weighing with something else in order to keep me occupied. So I started to engage in other self-care activities a lot more. This was my way of developing a healthy coping mechanism so that I'd be replacing the disordered eating with another activity that made me feel in control and disciplined, yet positive and at peace. I became invested in my skincare routine for the very first time in my life. I developed a passion for fashion for the first time in my life. I fell back in love with makeup. I started reading. I started listening to podcasts again for the very first time in my life. It was almost as if all of these other mini passions of mine were suppressed because my mind and body were so preoccupied with dieting and weight loss that I wasn't able to discover those passions. But once I accepted I needed to shift away from that and let it be out of my control, I found other things that I can control that were not harmful and in fact beneficial to my mental health. I also cannot stress enough that in order to break free from your eating disorder and the feelings it brings upon you, you need to make sure you have a strong baseline in recovery. What I mean by this is to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're keeping up with your hygiene. Make sure you're socializing. These Basic life needs will make sure you are in a better place mentally so that you can actually put your time and energy in the area that you are lacking, being your disordered eating. I do want to remind you, however, that in order to break free from any sort of disordered eating, you need to first and foremost accept that you are facing issues and that you need to intervene and seek help. It's also not something you can recover from overnight. It is a very long process that takes time, effort, and consistency. As always, your progress will most likely not be linear, and that is okay. You are aiming for an upward trend, and that's all. 
So if you're someone who is trying but deals with off days, that is okay. It's all part of the recovery process. Just make sure you note those setbacks and learn from them. Recovery can look different for everyone depending on the severity of your situation, of course. I know that cognitive behavioral therapy is the most common form of treatment that's recommended by doctors and was actually recommended to me as well. I never ended up going, but I do know it can help quite a bit. Essentially, it'll help you change your negative thought patterns and behaviors around food. So it can definitely be of great help. The last tip I would give to anyone struggling is to focus on your long-term goals and remind yourself of all the reasons you want to recover. Write them down and make sure it's visible so you can look at it every single day. And again, remind yourself why you're choosing to recover. Now to kind of sum up everything and give you one piece of advice, overall advice, when you're in recovery... I would say to learn how to trust your body and listen to its signals. I used to be so focused on external factors like the numbers on the scale or what I saw in the mirror, but now I try to focus on how I feel. I also try to be kind and compassionate with myself, recognizing that you know recovery is a journey with ups and downs. And if you need a little extra help being compassionate towards yourself, Put a picture of your younger self up on the corner of the mirror you most often look in. We are usually so much nicer to younger ones, and so seeing yourself when you were younger on a daily basis might help you be a little bit kinder, a bit more compassionate, and much less harder on yourself. To close out today's topic, I just want to say that if you or someone you know is struggling with an eating disorder, please seek professional help. Recovery is possible. It's not easy, but it's worth it. I promise you there is hope and there are people out there who want to help you. So please don't be afraid to ask for help and take that first step towards healing. Eating disorders are a real thing. They are a real problem and it needs to be taken very seriously. Otherwise you will lead yourself to a path of self-destruction. So please, please, please acknowledge it and seek help. But that is a wrap. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review. Your feedback means so much to me. The more people this podcast reaches, the bigger the positive impact we make. So I would love it if you could do that for me. Also, if you guys have any recommendations as to what you'd like me to talk about in future episodes, definitely let me know because I am 100% open to recording what you guys want to hear. And if you don't know yet, I do monthly giveaways where a random person will be selected from those of you who do leave a review. The written reviews can be done over on Apple Podcasts and the ratings can be done on Spotify. Just send me a screenshot once you've done so and you will be eligible to win. The winner will be announced on upcoming episodes. And if you want an extra entry into the giveaway, make sure to share this podcast or episode via socials and tag me at Parmis Najmi and at Positive Proof Podcast on Instagram. To everyone else, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you so, so much. And I can't wait to chat with you again in next week's episode. Lots of love, Parmis.